Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Kickoff, brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and hand model, Brendan Tuma. All right, we've got one more day for the Josh Allen jersey giveaway, guys. Again, all you need to do to be entered is leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then go to fantasypros.com slash kickoff to be entered. Again, one more day. It ends at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on August 31st. All right, there was a ton of news from this weekend, guys. So that's all we are doing today. We're going to talk about what we missed. Now, tomorrow, we will talk about some takeaways from this weekend's preseason games, including Cortland Sutton looking pretty, pretty good. But it's worth saying right now that we're going to have more of a regimented schedule when we begin the season. So if you're looking for more structure, I promise you're going to have it when we get rolling soon, and you will know in advance what to expect on Monday and Tuesday and every day throughout the week. But for today, as I said, we have a ton to get to, most notably the aftermath of the J.K. Dobbins injury. So we're going to start there. But first, let me remind you about TickPick and how they're giving away five awesome 2022 season ticket packages to NFL fans throughout the season. I have mentioned this to you before, but each package is worth roughly $3,000. It is nothing to enter. TickPick is the original no-fee ticket site. They are teaming up with Zip, the buy now, pay later service provider, to give away five huge season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season every single month from now until February. They're going to do a drawing and they're going to pick one lucky winner for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team. Again, each package valued at $3,000. If you want to enter, go to tickpick.com slash pros. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K slash pros. All right, you know where we're starting. It begins with the J.K. Dobbins injury. He's tore his ACL. He is out for the season. This is the third season-ending injury for running back so far this preseason. Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and now J.K. Dobbins. So there's a lot of fallout, of course. First, from a dynasty perspective, you move Dobbins down some just because obviously part of his dynasty value, and a large part, is baked into how much he would have contributed this year. That is now nothing. But in terms of his actual long-term outlook, I'm not concerned. He'll have a year to come back. That is plenty of time. Now, there are rumblings that other ligaments could be damaged. But think about Joe Burrow. His entire knee was torn up, and he's going to make it back in roughly nine months. So valuing Dobbins just for next year and beyond, I really would not have concerns. As for this year, well, Gus Edwards goes from a very nice insurance policy and sometimes contributor to just a flat-out strong RB2. Now, full disclosure, I'm about to give you my ranking of Gus Edwards, but it's not final, okay? Today, I'm going to closely go through my rankings with all of the updates from the weekend, and then I'm going to settle on exactly where I have him. But as of this moment, that is RB20 in half PPR league. So let's start with the obvious. Gus Edwards is quietly a really, really good running back. He's got a 5.18 yards per carry average in his career. He's one of the highest graded backs by PFF. And he's playing on a team that runs the ball an insane amount, 55% of the time, by far the most in the league. And he has a good offensive line. All of that, really, really good. But, you know, we think of Baltimore and how much they run, right? And yet, when you look at just the running backs, even multiple running backs, it's actually not that much. Only the 13th most running back carries in the league last year. So this isn't like Edwards is walking into 25 carries per game or anything like that. I've said it many times, a rushing quarterback on average actually decreases running back attempts. It just increases running back efficiency. So that's reason number one why Edwards does not vault into like superstar status. Reason number two, 
he does not catch the ball. His nine receptions last year represented a career high. He has just 18 catches and 22 targets in his whole career. Now, the lack of pass catching, that isn't the be-all, end-all of a running back's fortune in half PPR formats, or even, frankly, in PPR formats, but it does put a cap on his value. And third, Edwards just, he's not going to have this backfield to himself. Of course, there's no Dobbins, Mark Ingram's long gone, so we're currently looking at Justice Hill and Tyson Williams. They'll add someone, though, guys. Everything we have seen from the Ravens with Lamar Jackson says they want as many bodies as possible. So for me, my initial projections for Edwards after the Dobbins injury are 177 rushes, 964 rushing yards, and 8 rushing touchdowns. I add on 22 receptions, 202 yards, and 1 receiving touchdown. That's a really fine season, but that's RB20. Again, it might move a spot or two, but if I'm drafting now, that's where I'd take him. As for Hill and Williams, I think both are fine late round picks, but I would not target either. Jameis Winston was named the starting quarterback for the Saints. Now, this wasn't a huge surprise after what we saw in the preseason, but still, it's nice to have it official. Now, other than for Taysom Hill, this is good news for pretty much everyone. The main Saints player who we all care about, of course, is Alvin Kamara. Now, Kamara would have been a stud running back regardless of who's at quarterback, but there are different levels of stud running backs, and Kamara's level is just higher with Winston. Now, when I did their projections, I projected the rushing stats to be roughly the same regardless of the quarterback, but there was a huge difference in their receiving work. With Winston, I have Kamara projected for 73 catches, 593 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns. With Hill, it was 52 catches, 414 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. That's a pretty big difference if you're debating who to take with a very high pick. So it's good for Kamara. And it's good for Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith, of course, for obvious reasons. Winston's going to push the ball down the field. He's far more of a passer than Hill. So taking Calloway as a wide receiver four or Smith as a wide receiver five, that's more than in play. As for Winston, he himself lands at QB20 for me. Now, I think there's going to be plenty of weeks where starting Winston is going to be a good move for your fantasy team, but I also think that the gimmicky Taysom Hill stuff, that's going to factor in a ton. And I think that there is a risk if Winston morphs into the Bruce Arians, no risk it, no biscuit type of quarterback, that Sean Payton's going to make a change. So that keeps his rankings down a bit. Still, again, this is good for everyone, and Winston makes a fine second quarterback in two QB or super flex formats. T.Y. Hilton is dealing with some sort of undisclosed neck or upper back injury, and he's going to be out multiple weeks. Now, Yates and I had discussed Hilton a few times already this year, and I was hardly the huge fan I purportedly was last year, but he was a fine late round draft pick, particularly with Carson Wentz's health trending up. But now he is just safe to ignore in redraft formats. We don't know much about this injury. It's purportedly a disc issue. He'll miss multiple weeks, but probably not the season. But for me, I'm not rushing suddenly to jump on Michael Pittman like I'm sure Yates is going to be. Now, if we knew for certain that Hilton was out for the season, I'd probably have Pittman as a, you know, borderline wide receiver three, maybe a little lower. But for now, he's still in the wide receiver five range. I expect the Colts offense to be relatively conservative. There hasn't been a lot of time for Pittman to gain chemistry with Carson Wentz. And again, we still don't know how long Hilton is going to be out. So bump up projections for Pittman but we're still talking low 50s for my ranking. All right, before we keep going, let's talk quickly about Sleeper. Sleeper has been growing like crazy. You know, you've seen it all over Twitter without a doubt. And a big part of that growth has actually been Dynasty Leagues. They're currently the largest Dynasty platform for fantasy football, number one by far. 
Now, Dynasty is great. I don't know if you guys play. I hope you listen to our Dynasty podcast with Yates. I do a bunch of them. I do one in particular in parallel with my redraft leagues. There's a ton of trash talking, and it goes on forever, year round. Now, if you want to stay connected with your friends all year, you really should be playing in a Dynasty league, and where you want to play Dynasty is definitely on Sleeper. Just download it from the App Store or the Google Play Store. It is worth it. Trust me. All right, let's get back to the news and talk about how Irv Smith Jr. is going to undergo meniscus surgery, and he's going to be sidelined at least for the start of the season. Now, we don't have too many details about this other than it's meniscus and surgery, but that's enough to drop Smith entirely off your draft board. Smith was perhaps like that last tight end who you could draft as your starter before the wheels fell off entirely. Not a guy you really wanted to end up with, but with no Kyle Rudolph, you could live with it, but there's no reason to look there now. Maybe Smith misses only as little as a game, but that's enough to move him down the board. He's 20th for me right now at tight end, behind Jared Cook and Cole Komet. Just don't bother. Speaking of tight ends, Evan Ingram left last night's Giants game with a calf injury. Now, we do not know the severity of this at the time I record, but calves are never good. I know baseball is a very different sport, but Mike Trout has missed like the entire season with a calf strain. Ingram had some upside. He's a free agent after this year. The Giants should improve offensively, etc., So let's monitor the severity of the injury, but chances are he is going to have to fall off your draft board unless we know that this is super minor. The Dolphins have reportedly emerged as the frontrunners for Deshaun Watson. I have no answers for you. Tua Tungavailoa looks good, and he is another year removed from his hip injury. The Dolphins use a high draft pick on him. The team is likely to contend for a playoff spot after bulking up their offense, and the Texans are reportedly seeking three first-round picks, two second-round picks, the opposing GM's firstborn, and a unicorn in exchange for Watson. Now, this is just a rumor, though it's one that's been percolating for a while. If it's true, it obviously suggests that the Dolphins just aren't sold yet on Tua. Okay, fine. Look, they're not making this deal right now, okay? Not with the legal situation hanging over Watson's head. That would be insane for any team. And Tunga Vailoa has this season to turn things around, which I believe he will. But in Dynasty formats, it is at least something to monitor. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been named the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. In related news, Patrick Mahomes has been named the Chiefs starting quarterback. Dalvin Cook, the Vikings running back. And Jonu Smith as Kyle Yates' best friend. Yet we don't really need these type of announcements, but sure, okay. Buy all the shares of the Washington offense, as you should have been anyway. All the Antonio Gibson, all the Terry McLaurin, and obviously all the Logan Thomas, now and forever. And finally, Gardner Minshew was traded to the Eagles. Two things here. First, how dumb do the Jaguars have to be to not only pretend that there was a QB competition, but actually take away significant reps from Trevor Lawrence? Mind-boggling, and I am a Jets fan. Second, relax. This doesn't mean anything for Jalen Hurts. The Eagles needed a veteran backup. You can never have too much swag. Minshew helps them with both. Just ignore it. And that is going to do it for today's show. Don't forget to go to TickPick.com slash pros where TickPick and Zip have teamed up to give away five season ticket NFL packages for the 2022 NFL season. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash pros. And don't forget to check out the Sleeper app, play a Dynasty League. And if you do play it on the number one Dynasty fantasy football platform out there, and that is Sleeper, you will love it. Just download it from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening, everyone. I will talk to you tomorrow morning and break down a couple of preseason game takeaways from this weekend.